the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on my little podcast, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, including the best April Fool's prank ever. We're going to be talking about Bush's Pilates attire. Oh, dear. It's silky. And also those terrible, terrible chocolate bars that make you go... If you like that, then have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. There'll be more chat, great songs thrown in for good measure. Now, Bush, good day to you. Hey, good day to you, Mel. You all right? Really, really good. And in fact... It's very, very uh, good that we just listened to a Take That song because I've got some news for you. Take that base news. Take that base news, my love. Happened this week. So I got a call uh, from the Take That management this week and I was very excited. Yeah. I can't remember who it was I spoke to, but anyway, I was thinking, oh, what's this all about? Um, And unbelievably, that you're the first person to know this. This is an exclusive. Breaking news. They've asked me to support them. Support them? Yeah. As in, be the support act? Yeah. Wow, that is unbelievable. Yeah. Are you joking? No. Really? It's it's a bit of singing. It's a bit of... Uh, sort Because of, they're, they're doing a sort of cabaret type thing and they, they're getting lots of people, I think. So what do you reckon? So you are, let me just get this absolutely right, because this is quite a shocker. You might have spat your coffee out, you're listening to this show on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, Mel, you're going to be the support act for Take That when they do their tour. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Not just me, I've got to say. There will be a sort of whole... It's going to be like a... You know they did their circus tour? Yeah. It's kind of along the lines of that, but sort of more cabaret, probably a bit of... I don't know, it might be a few gags and all that kind of stuff. That will be amazing. Yeah. I saw the advert for the album on telly the other night. Yeah. And it looks very theatrical. Yes, so Wonderland. I think yep. that the set will be amazing as it well. It will be extraordinary. So have you got to come up with some stuff that you're going to do? A yeah. couple of numbers. I'm going for a meeting and we'll discuss. So good. It's Mel G here on Magic on your Saturday afternoon. I've just revealed uh, to Bush, my cohort, my, my compadre, my, my old chum, that, um, yeah, I'm going to be supporting Take That. I am so pleased for you. This is unbelievable news. It's to the point where I'm really pleased for you, and now I'm getting all nervous for you because you're, like, supporting yeah. one of the biggest bands in, in the world it's, on a as tour. I, as I say, it's not just going to be me on the stage. That would be dire and terrible. There'll I think it'd be, be a brilliant. whole lot of stuff going on. There's also one thing... Um, I needed to tell you about it. Um, it's April Fools! Oh, Mel! Oh my God! Look at look at producer Louise's face, horrified. It's the first of April. It's the first of April. I hooked you both in. <laughs> Louise is cross. She's actually cross. That is the most childish thing I've ever seen anyone do in my life. I was about to text my mum. <laughs> I'm usually really bad at April Fools. Um, I'm usually really bad at April Fools. I never get... I, I can't believe I got out of the chocks. <laughs> Louise is not looking me in the eye. She's livid. That's a proper hoodwinking. You know, April Fools, I, know, I normally think about a custard pie on top of a door you walk in goes on your head, but that is a proper, uh, that's a proper hoodwink, lads, that one. can we just rewind? I said... I was going to support Take That on tour. <laughs> Maybe you've worked with you worked with Howard. Well, they're close friends, obviously. We're close, close friends, friends. and uh, and Gary. And I thought maybe they'd picked up the phone and they wanted you to do a bit of like uh, jazz hands before one of their uh, before one of their gigs. Oh, Mel, that would have been that would have been so amazing. I was going to try and help plan your set list. Oh, 
My heart is actually pumping. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've never... I, th- seriously, I'm 48 years old. This is the first time I've actually followed through properly on an April Fool's. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> and there'll be some naysayers out there saying, yeah, but it's after midday. Ha, I don't care. I still did it. Ha! Such a maverick. This girl's such a maverick. Yeah, man. Right. Come on. Oh, I, oh that's got me dander up. <laughs> it's... Ma- <laughs> She's buzzing. She's absolutely buzzing from this. Supporting <laughs> They play the O2, guys. It could still happen. That's that's what high regard we hold you in, that I thought that could actually happen. All right? They're one of the biggest bands there's ever been. Oh, do you, know what, you know, like the boy who cries wolf, right? I hope, Mel, I hope, take that. Actually, I've not heard this. I do phone you up tonight, and then you've got to come up with something in about three weeks' time. I hope that happens. Happy now? Oh, ga- listen. I Oh, this is a big day for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's do some podcasting. Uh, Pod me up, Bush. Pod me right up. Thank you so much to all the people who listen to this podcast. We appreciate you. I know, we do. We really do. We do, we really, really do. We do, we do, we really, really do. We do, we do, we really, really do. We simply do, and that's the end of the matter. Right, so. What's it to be, Bush? All of these questions have been written by people in our office. Mel, the question for you is as follows. Hello, yes. Have you ever won anything in a competition? Yes. I won, uh, it's the only thing I've ever won, actually. Uh, now, <clears throat> now, what was it? It was a um, Swiss-style barometer <laughs> in the school fair. Wow. Swiss-style barometer. So it, was, it measured the weather, supposedly. Yeah. And there were uh, two little figurines, Ooh. one Swiss chap and one Swiss lady. I love those little things. They move around based on no, what they No, they didn't, mate. They didn't even move. It was too cheap. Wow, so yeah. it just they just stayed there. Yeah. And I did win the Tufty Club, which was a road safety club in the 70s, a Tufty Club uh, colouring competition. Check you out. When I was about five. I failed my cycling proficiency in the early 80s. How come? I was like the only kid who failed cycling proficiency. I was going to say that is nigh on impossible. I right? know. Up until that point, it was considered to be impossible. And then I'm now in legislation as the one kid who failed it. Were you on two wheels or were you on stabilisers? I was on two wheels. So what happened? I don't know. I still to this day I'm like, what? What was I doing wrong? Oh, matey, it stayed with you, isn't it? High vis vest and everything. Yeah, high vis vest. And it reminds me talking about you were on there about the um, Tufty Club or whatever. But it reminds me of the Be Safe Be Seen advert in the seventies. Remember that? Yeah, Be Safe Be Seen. Take some paint to your bike and some tape if you like. Oh, is that the little um, make yourself seen? Is that the catchphrase? Yeah. So there you go. Clunk click every trip. Yeah. You wouldn't remember that that in the seventies. There were some terrifying adverts on in the 70s, weren't I know. There? Like health and safety adverts. I mean, there was one recurring one about av- your mum having a chip pan fire. Yes. Do you remember that? And Donald Pleasance uh, in a Grim Reaper's outfit <laughs> with a scythe down by the river saying... It was absolutely terrifying. Mortifyingly terrifying. Don't go down near the river today, children. It was literally like that. You will die. Yes. Do you remember the other one with the lad with the flares playing a frisbee near a pylon? Oh, yeah. Awful. It was awful. And Alvin Stardust did one as well, didn't he? Did the he? road stuff, didn't yes. he, Alvin? Unbelievable. He used to scare the, Honestly, if you had grown up in, in that era, the, telly was just there Terrifying. to scare the, scare the life out of you. Terrifying. Uh, so have you, have you ever won anything, Bush? The only thing I've won, I've won one thing in my life, and that was uh, a school fair when I was a kid, and it was a pack of baby sham. And I had oh. to give it to my mum and dad because I was 10. Oh, a pack? So it was like a multi-pack? It was like a nut, little like mini like ones. Six or nine oh. pack of mini bottles of baby sham. Oh, I used to love 
Baby Sham. I, it was used to be on telly, the advert, when I was a kid. Yeah. Remember that? I'd like a baby sham. No, I'd like a baby sham. No, yes! I'd say I'd like a baby sham. I was like, this is amazing, but I couldn't drink it because it was alcohol. I was 10, oh. handed it straight over. Never won anything since. I, I've even had like a, a weekly national lottery direct debit. Nothing. Nothing. You've won Test of Time a couple of times, though. I have, though. Thank you very much. Mel G on Magic here. It is time. Oh, he's rolling up his sleeves. That took quite a long time for me to say that. <laughs> now, but, quel jour is it today? <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Today, of course, Mel, as you've just pointed out painfully, uh, at the expense of myself and producer Louise by hoodwinking us at the start of the show, it's April <gasps> 1st. Yes. It is God. April Fool's Day, so today I'm going to tell you about three people in history who have died for the stupidest reasons. Oh. Everyone loves a silly historical yeah, death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God yeah. knows there's been enough of them. So okay. first one, King Adolf Frederick of Sweden. Yes. Literally died of caviar overindulgence. What year or era was that? 1771. Okay. Apparently he ate a huge amount of caviar, fish and sauerkraut. This is in one feast. Plus 14 servings of semla, which I don't know if I said this right. It's a Swedish bun soaked in milk and then he died. Oh, how disgusting. He pigged out in the 1700s. And did he literally just... He just... Just expired. Pegged. Yeah. Wow. Person number two, Danish astronomer Tycho Brahe. Yeah. Died from politeness. What happened? He died at a banquet, and originally people thought he'd been poisoned, but tests recently in 2010 have proved that he held his bladder until it burst. Because oh, as he refused oh. to leave the table and relieve himself, as he thought it was impolite. <gasps> what year was that? This, I don't know, this is like in the 1400s or something. Unbelievable, isn't it? So these Nordic overindulging yeah. types... How, well, that's not a good way to go with an exploding bladder, is it? I always think if you're going to overindulge, at least go to the bathroom. Yeah, man. At the very least. Final person. Yes. Uh, Favourite conductor of Louis XIV, Jean-Baptiste Lully, yeah. died by accidentally hitting himself on the foot with his conducting staff during a live performance. Uh, he was doing conducting an orchestra. Yeah. And the blow's wound developed gangrene, and he refused to have his leg amputated so that he could remain a dancer. And he died in 1686. So he danced with gangrene? Yes. Because he still thought he had a bit of a career in the dancing kind of industry, if that's even a word. That's, oh dear. Isn't that weird? Three unusual deaths for you on April Fool's Day. Slightly grisly and slightly sort of leaving a bad taste in the mouth, but I liked them. Thanks very much, Mel. Very, very good. Uh, we've done well, Bush. <laughs> is actually doing a little bit of pelvic thrusting. Uh, it's all part of his new fitness elite lifestyle thing. Yes. Looking good, my friend. Thank you. Uh, now, Bush, I'm going to say to you, how's your week been? And I will be absolutely on super alert for an April Fool. You can't get the Gedroich back. No, you've done it now. You, you've dined out on this. Thank you very much. She's been celebrating this hoodwink all show, to the point where I think you might be selling uh, branded merchandise. <laughs> Of said, with a date on the front. Funny you should say that. <laughs> At the end of the show. Uh, Mel, my week has been very good, thank you very much, because I've been getting back into fitness big time. I've had a few weeks of being a slightly listless child, like yeah. someone someone that might expire in a Bronte novel. That's oh. what I've been like in terms of my constitution. Yes, in a, in a chill, <laughs> yes. by so, an open window. Exactly. Overnight, because someone's left the window open. Yeah. But I'm back, I'm feeling better. Yes. And I've started to do 
Pilates classes. Hello, Sailor. Right, uh, and now I feel come like, on. I feel like I am in the TV show uh, Real Housewives of Orange County because I've been going to this incredibly rich woman's house around the corner from where I live. And it's me and like seven other women. Hang she on, hang on. Is this an April Fool? It's not, I promise you, I promise okay, you. Okay, just checking. We I'm go, on alert. I'm on cycle alert. to her house. I feel like I'm in the movie Notting Hill. <laughs> and, and I've been doing the Pilates classes there in the week. And it's been great. How many times a week? I'm going, I'm going twice a week to Pilates oh, and once for yoga. Good lad. All around the corner. Very good, because I know that you suffer sometimes from a bad back. It's very good for a bad back. Well, people have been saying to me for ages, when I play football, I always get a bad back, bad back the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, Get a bit of Pilates or yoga going on. And it's clenchy-clenchy, isn't it? A lot of clenchy-clenchy. Yeah. Um, I'm the only fella there. So How does that feel? I feel it feels a bit weird. Like, she keeps going on about, like, um, they, they use a point of reference on your bra line and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I haven't brought my bra with me today. Can I just ask, do you wear shorts or do you don a legging? Right, now this is the exact reason I have come to you for advice today. Oh, good. There's, right. not, been, there's not been an incident, but I'm just saying I need a bit of advice on okay, it. Okay, let's let's have a little bit of Eurythmics and, and we'll ponder this. Bush, now, we were talking your newfound love of yoga slash Pilates. That's it, I'm the only guy there. I've been wearing a football kit. <sighs> so I look like Paul Gascoigne in Italia 90. So, you know, it's quite hard to get any respect <laughs> with all the other women that do it because I'm, I'm dressed like a, a football player. Presumably all the other, well, all the ladies are in sort of, I'm thinking, sort of lavender-coloured leggings and maybe a slightly trendy neon pink tight yeah. top. Girls have got really cool stuff now, I think, for fitness, haven't they? Uh, and yeah. these, they know these new trendy leggings that all the ladies yeah. wear. They've got like, I don't know even to describe it, it's like... Looks like a screensaver. Yes, yes, I'm so marbled. Yeah, marble. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> I need to. So, do men? Do men wear? Should men wear? Like, I don't want to wear tracky bottoms. Can I just say anything? But a football <laughs> kit. <laughs> okay. Pretty much anything. You could go in right. a tabard and a pair of Y fronts, <laughs> and that would be better. <laughs> tabard. Bush, listen. We've got to sort you out here. But what I can't wear, I can't just go to a shop and buy leggings. I mean, remember what happened with the uh, <laughs> the gilet? We've had the speedo incident. I, I feel like I've had many false starts in my life. How- I I think go to a sort of fairly reputable fitness establishment, right. And go for a male legging. Okay. Now, if I wear leggings, do I wear? something over the top of them. I don't want to look like I'm on stage with the Royal Shakespeare Company, if you catch my drift. How, okay, how about this? Right. Black legging on the bottom uh-huh. and a sort of white singlet on top? Or is that a bit mime artist? <laughs> what is a singlet? Singlet is a sort of vest. Oh, no. T-shirt with no arms. I look like Wayne Sleep. But you see, I think that's good, mate. I think Would you that work? Carry, I think you could carry that. You know the top of the leggings? Do you wear leggings under shorts or do you just wear leggings on their own? Just leggings on their own. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. Ballet dancer style Yeah, but then you wear the singlet, which is long. Oh, okay, cool. So it covers any, you know, anything you want to cover. Any malfunctions? You know, I, I don't know. Is that I, right? I don't, yeah, this is it. All right, I'm going to go to a shop and I'm going to buy myself leggings yeah. and a singlet. Yeah. I'm going to go to the, to the till and say, leggings and a singlet, please. And then I want you to take a photo of yourself in them and uh, we need to see that. It'll look like a cry for help. <laughs> Right, I'm podding. Can I just say, I slid the pod jar over to Mel so she can uh, put her hand in it, and it was like sliding a a drink to someone in the Wild West. Sarsaparilla! Yeehaw! Now, oh, oh, this is awful because I've given up chocolate for Lent. This is is making me salivate. 
What chocolate bar would you buy for someone you didn't like? That's interesting. See, what this, chocolate bar would you buy for someone you didn't like? This is painful for me as well, because I've also given up chocolate for Lent. Oh, I'm and salivating. Jenna from our office has come back from New York City with Reese's. Oh, they're too much. Oh, I love them. They're too sickly, though. The little peanut butter Those things. little cups. Yeah. Oh, mate, they're too sickly. Really? Oh, God, I love those things. So I put my hand into the pack earlier on and said, oh, no, I can't. So oh. I, I, we're doing this Lent. How much longer we got a Lent going on? Uh, about three weeks, oh, isn't it? God. We're about halfway through. I didn't know this when I signed up. I put in my mouth without... I'd forgotten that I'd given up chocolate. A Malteser that you get in the celebrations box. Yeah. You know, the lovely one that you unwrap. Yeah. Put it in, suddenly remembered, had to take it out. Oh, no, what a way to go. It was horrific. Can you hack the chocolate off and have the honeycomb? Oh, <laughs> I suppose you could. Could do that, couldn't you? Actually, a bit of honeycomb. Oh, I, love, I haven't had a honeycomb in ages. Love a crunchy. I love a crunchy. Still... Uh, off limits. If I was to give someone a sweet that, I, that uh, if I didn't like him, I'd give him a topic. Oh. Horrid. It's like a squirrel's poo. Oh, no. Isn't it? It's like nuts and cladish dark chocolate stuff. No, on it. I like nuts, mate. I like nuts and I like the plethora of nuts that you get within a topic. I've never seen anyone eat a topic. I, I, buy me a topic after Easter and I will eat it in front of you, mate. Deal. <laughs> I, I Deal. was, I was going to say, and this, I don't want to be. You know, I don't want to be doing our American friends down. Uh-huh. But I'd say a Hershey's bar. 100%, 100% agree with you. Waxy, waxy McGiffin. <laughs> really waxy chocolate. It's weird. It tastes like um, like baby, baby sick. Yes. It's a weird taste. Yes, all the coating on a baby bell cheese, which is wax. wax. Something oh. you get at Madame Two Swords. Because when people come back from America on their holidays to the office, they give they bring back those little they're like little teardrop Curse, we, uh, kisses. Is that what they're called? Hershey's Kisses. Horrid. They're, they're weird, man. They taste of wax, mate. Wax. Yeah, so I would definitely go a Hershey's. Hello there, it's Mel G on Magic. Now, let's brace ourselves. Let's buckle up. It's time for Tell Mel. You can literally ask me anything, but don't expect me to necessarily be kind. Hey, Mel, it's Aaron. Going on a coach trip to Land's End tomorrow, about to make sarnies for the trip. What is the best long trip sandwich? I like the sound of you, Aaron, and I like the way that you're making sandwiches. There is only one sandwich you need to know about, my friend, and that is egg and cress. You do it with a light bit of salad cream. I know it's a bit of a hot back to the 70s, but it gives it a little bit of edge, a little bit of mayo, and please get the crusts off. Next. Hi, Mel. It's Amy. We're getting the gerbil. I need to know what are the absolute essentials it needs to keep itself entertained. Will, mini plastic house, what do you think? Oh, Amy, love, you sound like you've had about 20 years of nights out there, my darling. Listen, good luck with the gerbil. I've never actually owned gerbils. I'm more of a guinea pig woman myself. But I would say, I don't know if they're mean or not. No, let's not go for the plastic ball. I would say get an outdoor bread gerbil so that you can keep him slash her outside, which is where they always wanted to be in the first place. Next. Hi, Mel, it's Ben. I'm going to the DIY store today to buy a new doorbell. What time do you think would be best? What time would be best, Ben? That is entirely up to you. I'm, I'm assuming you said what chime. I would go for something jolly, but not so annoying that it really puts people off coming to your house. I would think something along the lines of possibly the theme tune of The Good Life. Good luck, Ben. That wraps it up for Tell Mel this week. Oh, thank you so, so much for listening to our podcast. It really, really... It fills me with the joys to know that you're there. Hear more larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. 
The Mel Gedroyd Podcast.